came to I pay. came to play There's a price to pay Time for you to get down on your knees Welcome into yet another edition of Hot Takes. As always, I'm your host, John Newton, joined by my, well, three co-hosts this week, Mike the Man Udick, Andrew Henning, and Hal the Statman Hunter. Welcome back, Hal Hunter, to the show. We were worried about you for a couple weeks, but, uh, well, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, let our listeners in on, on what was going on. Uh, how's everybody doing this week? Doing great. We're back into full strength. Full. We've had a couple good raws. Uh, we have a half pay per view coming up to interject a, a new way the story's going to go. I think, and uh, yeah, things have been uh, on the right trend lately. Udic, no complaints this week. <laughs> Yours, you, every every week when I ask how everybody's doing. Henning always has this, which is good for the show. He explains what's going on, and then we get to you, and you just go, Meh, I'm, I'm good. Hey, I yeah. got something bad, actually. I was supposed to go to ACDC tonight in Atlanta, and it looks like they're done touring forever at this point. Wait, yeah, he, he could, he could, uh, he's gonna, he could lose his hearing for life if they keep touring, right? One more show. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so are they Lead playing singers. in Atlanta? No, there was the... Was... No, they canceled the show. That was the next no show. No way. I had... I had tickets to go see him. I was going to do a real-life Thunderstruck and take a <laughs> knee with a beer, and they had to cancel the show and the remaining of the tour. Now, they said they would reschedule with a guest vocalist, but nobody really cared. Wait a minute. So, so Brian Johnson, the singer, and like he was ordered by medical experts to stop touring or he would lose his hearing. Per, like, total hearing loss. Like, imme- like effective immediately. Wait, so like was that. was the Atlanta show the first one on the tour that was canceled? No, no, this tour oh. has been going on since like last like April. First one but canceled. Atlanta. Though, sure. Yeah, it was the first one canceled oh, out of the tour. That would be your luck, Mr. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's there's the shit for this week if you needed something. Well, let's get to some meat and potatoes here. Hal, uh, how are you doing? Doing fine, man. I'm back, you know. That's so. not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is true. It is true. Wait, no, well, what's not true about him being fine, or the fact that he's yeah, back? Yeah, I wouldn't say you're you're fine. No, he is back. He's physically sitting next to me. His sport coat has been over at my apartment for three weeks, but he could finally go home. Yeah, it's true. Barring that he doesn't forget it. I've been I mean, I've been missing that thing to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean I, I'm fine, man. Like I said, I had a little bit of a scare there we'll talk about that at a later time you know but i'm fine now everything's fine i'm feeling good well we had we had a lot of uh i I mean i wasn't surprised about this but we had a lot of concerned uh twitter followers that were asking how the stat man was doing (laughs) and and hoping that he would be back this week so i told him it it was to be determined whether you'd be on the show because i know that look you're you're back working now and work is always an issue when it comes to this show. So we're just... Oh, yeah, oh yeah of course. Well, to, to his credit, he was complaining the whole time uh, we were waiting <laughs> waiting to start that he was really tired. So he, he's, just, no, he's actually I'm, I'm sticking good. it out, which is uh, anti-Hal. Well, I'm, I'm it, is a, it is a late start. So, John, how was your day? It, it, it is a late start. I have some things to do during the day. Today in particular... I had to go to uh, the Schwitz. For those non-Jewish listeners, that's just a sauna. 
Schwitz oh. is the, what they say. Schwitz, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm an honor. I'm an honorary member of the tribe. I've been told. That's by, why you, you look skinnier. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was necessarily the Schwitz. Might be all the might be all the jujitsu and uh, muay thai I've been doing. But that's that's for a whole different show. All right. To talk so really, John's been out in Colorado training to fight McGregor. Well, that's what I was... <laughs> he is actually going I, to be CM Punk's uh, opponent in the UFC. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's actually what it is. I was joking with some, somebody. was like, ah, you've been over at the uh, uh, the place that I train is, is affectionately known as, uh, quote-unquote, the dojo. And they're like, you've been over at the dojo a lot lately doing this, doing these, a lot of foreign words, which basically <laughs> translated to Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. And my response to him was, I'm training to fight Nate Diaz to, to get some of the money back that he took from me this past yeah. week. Joke, though, I don't gamble anymore. But but if I had, I would have loaded up. If I did still gamble, I would have parlayed a ton of money on Holly Holm and Conor McGregor, as I said on the show last week, and I would have lost the first leg of that parlay really fast. Nothing like parlaying two favorites. By the way, within a 24, <laughs> less than 24-hour span, Misha Tate defeated Holly Holm for the women's bantamweight title in the UFC. She was a plus 300 and maybe more on some books underdog. Then Nate Diaz beats Conor McGregor. He was plus 300 to 400 on most books. Then the Lakers beat the Warriors by double digits in L.A., they were the biggest home underdog in NBA history. That, that all was, within a 24-hour span. That was actually also the, I think, the largest margin of wins-losses between yes, two teams where the, where the team with the bad record won. It was the Go only Kobe. time. It was the only time in NBA history that a team with a .900-plus win percentage, so like... I think the the Warriors are at like nine seventy one or something. They've only yeah, lost five games this year. I think something Lakers absurd. are six, and then the Lakers are sub three point three. So, do you know? I was surprised to actually hear. I had to dub, do a double take when I was reading it on Twitter. The biggest home underdog in the history of the NBA. I know the Warriors are great and the Lakers are well fucking terrible, but I mean. To have to have a line that, for the record, the Warriors were uh, I think on some books they were a seventeen on some eighteen point favorites. But anyways, that was enough to to be the highest in NBA history. All right, let's get to some some wrestling here. I, Henning, you mentioned at the start of the show that we've had a couple of good raws in a row. Oh my God, yeah. I, I wasn't too impressed last night. I know we got a, a Shane O'Mac, but. Other than that, I mean, we'll we'll get to some of the the particulars on the night of Raw. Don't what you what you just made a face. Fair fair point. Actually, I was gonna say fair point. Kind of after the the two like opening segments for the past couple weeks, there there really hasn't been much besides I'm sure that somebody's returned that we'll talk about tonight uh, on Raw last night. But uh, you're right. I think outside of the opening acts and maybe that return, uh, it was yeah. It's kind of. Eh. I here here's my issue. I love the Shane McMahon storyline. It's 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 captivated me like not many storylines in wrestling have in the last let's say two years. The but pro- is it going to come to fruition too though? 
Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, this is one of the storylines that I really don't know where they're going because, we've, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, how do you have kayfabe Shane McMahon beat kayfabe Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania? That's a whole, that's a whole different point. I don't really know where they're going with the story. But my, the one issue I take with it is that each week on Raw, when they bring Shane McMahon out, it's one of those storylines that just... It has a ton of energy when he's there, and the rest of Raw falls flat no matter what they put on it because that takes center stage. It almost takes away from the rest of the night because every time Shane McMahon's appeared on Raw the last two weeks, I haven't been interested in really anything else other than one other match last night, which we'll get to later. He kind well, of shits on, like, Raw, and then it's Raw. Well, he's... Yeah, he, you know what I mean? The So it's the past three weeks since he's been back. I think we're we're all forgetting the very mediocre Raw that occurred last week that I don't think any of us were that impressed with. No, it was no, terrible. We didn't even talk about it. It yeah. was terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they really need to use Shane more than just in the opening segment. Um, I think that would help make Raw a little more interesting. It would build the story more. I know last night when he came out, I was looking for him to kind of build the story up a little, I guess, differently than they had been. And it's still basically just kind of the same issue of Vince and Shane hate each other. I'm um, writing you was, out of my will. It was it was pretty cool when he pulled out that I picture last night and then stomped yeah. on it. That was <laughs> that was cold blooded. Um, but I'd like to see the feud develop a little more. Um, you know, for kayfabe Shane to beat kayfabe Undertaker, there's got to be something else involved. Mm. So I'd like to, you know, they have plenty of time to build up to it. So, I mean, something's going to happen. Um, well, you know what the rumor s- is. Side note, by the way, before we get to that, uh, it's nice to see that Shane McMahon's punches have not uh, improved at all. Over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I noticed that, too. Little, I did notice little that. little popcorn punch, eh? Yeah, yeah. What's the rumor, Henning? The rumor is that Sting gets some payback for what happened at WrestleMania against Taker and make Shane the champ. I mean Sting let, so it's Sting like exactly just disappeared. The same thing as Survivor Series. Basically. I mean, you can't put a pass him for that. I've seen him rehash stuff all the time. Well, one of you just mentioned just made a great point. I apologize for forgetting uh which one. How many you mentioned that we wish they would drive this storyline in a different direction. Well, that's kind of the problem. This Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon Throw Stephanie Triple H and The Undertaker in there as well. We've cut, they kind of blew their wad in one Raw, and that was the one that Shane came back on because they've pretty much said everything there is to say. Shane wants to take over Raw. We know that. He's going to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Why wouldn't they have delayed naming his opponent? Like, at least you could have drawn that out a week or two. They just went ahead and told us... How much is there else to say? Vince just repeated what he said last week and the week before this week. It was the same spiel. Oh, Shane, I'm writing you out of my will. You're not going to get any of this family money. You don't own any of this company. All right, I'm going to stomp on some pictures of you when you were young. I liked when he was like, Shane, you are no longer my son. You are just a son of a bitch. Fair but, enough. And also, you know what they should do? And you, you make a good point. Uh, you know what they should start leading with now is what is Shane going to tease about like 
releasing when he wins. Yeah, I mean that's that's one direction to go in. I don't really, I mean, I don't really know what what else there is to say other than it's that. that. It's the videotape of Vincent Brett. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Vincent no, HBK. HBK. Oh, that's what I meant. Don't you smear? Don't you smear the? Don't you smear the good name of Bret Hart here? He's fighting cancer. Special guest referee for the Hell in a Cell match, the Heartbreak Kid himself. What do you think of that? Heartbreak Kid's working on Vince's side, so they don't release with the contents of the lockbox. Then you definitely know it's videotape. I can get down with that. Is there? By the way, I think somebody was mentioning in our. uh, in our group text over the week, is Virgil coming back at WrestleMania? Uh, he was at WWE headquarters. No, he's not coming. He back. tweeted a picture no. of himself at the WWE How? headquarters. No, let's just hope he's getting into the Hall of Fame. There's a a hundred people ahead of him that I'm sure would have said yes to WrestleMania. Dude, I would love to see Virgil in they, WrestleMania. They they owe Virgil so hard because they had Jim Neidhart dressed in a KKK robe <laughs> yes. hang him from the top rope. So, if Virgil ever needs a favor called in from from Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon owes him so hard. How how did they get away with that stuff back then? I have no idea. These were the early 90s. I mean, (laughs) go figure. Anything went Wolf of Wall Street? You realize, like, the Virgil character was basically, like, a glorified slave to Ted DiBiase. What did he say during at the beginning of Black History Month? He tweeted a picture of it was like Ted DiBiase and I forget who else was in the in the shot, but he was like just another black man adding a ton to this segment. Like he knew his place, though. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, honestly, growing up, uh, Virgil was one of my favorite guys. I had uh, the, those little like mini Hasbro action figures. I had a Virgil one of those that was like my favorite one. I loved Virgil when I was a kid. No idea why. Now, granted, Virgil was a complete throwaway in the NWO, but but in but in the WWE, uh, that, was, that was Vincent. That was yeah, Vincent. Vince, Vincent, excuse me. Taking a stab at, at Vince McMahon with that. How how pulled up his uh, Twitter right now? It's and, uh, he's a his his banner is just a, a close up picture of his face that's blurry, zoomed in just one twenty five percent too much, maybe. And then it's just rolls of one hundreds behind him. Yeah, he wants he wants the fuck money. He gets that yeah. fuck. Yeah, get he that always, fuck money. He always posts videos yeah. about how he wants that fuck money. Dude, yeah. Vir- Virgil is of the retired wrestlers that are on Twitter. Virgil may be the best follow of them. Uh, Iron Sheik, and then Virgil. Well, yeah, yeah, Iron Sheik, Virgil. You know who's not a bad Twitter follow? This may shock some people. Lance Storm. Well, Lance Storm's good. He's really sarcastic, and seems like a fairly intelligent guy. Which I'm I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush here, but a lot of ex. Did you watch Legends House? This isn't a group of Mensa uh, members. I mean, for the most part, there, have you seen Jim the Anvil Neidhart lately? D- yes, he's all over it's Total a- Divas. I take back which- any previous comments I made on this uh, podcast. <laughs> Speaking of uh, WWE shows, I showed how when we were prepping uh, the Edge of Christian show, and uh, I'll let him give his opinion on it. But uh, by episode four, they've had four episodes. And the f- Mike, and has, you've, and Mike you've, has pointed out. You've wa- how many have you watched? <laughs> three. Jesus. And 
the fourth they get progressively better. The fourth one's still bad. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I love the guys when they were wrestling, but I love the brood. But for some reason, the show just I don't, the humor. I don't know. I don't really get it. Well, I think I'm. Here's my opinion on the Edge and Christian show. The great thing about Edge and Christian back in the Attitude Era was the fact that they just had kind of a. They didn't really have a script. They just went out and just kind of winged it and ad-libbed. And that's why they were great, because off the cuff, both of those guys are pretty funny. Edge maybe more so than Christian. But nevertheless, they were great on the mic without a script. This show, I'm sure the WWE has shoehorned in of yeah. a ridiculous set of jokes no, that they're no, no, supposed no, 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 to use. No, 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 they, they froze Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, they took his universal remote control. Yeah, so Vince is could, Vince is not in control. He's now. frozen. Oh, oh boy. That's but a, they did. That's a bit. Get a little interesting. That's like uh, the whole the premise fourth. of the show is like <laughs> no, they no. they froze Vince McMahon oh, in his yeah. office and stole his remote control oh. that controls the world. Yeah. No, the universe. Universe. Oof. Yeah, not just the world. The universe. It's 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 episode, ridiculous. Episode four. They had a bracket uh, of. They, it's basically of those who suck, but there's a couple. Boogeyman was on it, and so was Doink, which was absurd. Well, but uh, there are there were a couple more that I yeah, the, never even seen. Doink bracket. Doink lost pretty, to Debo from Friday, who I didn't know was a wrestler. Debo wrestled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was on the uh, Edge and Christian bracket. His name escapes me. At the moment, but uh, he was he was on the bracket. Zeus. Zeus. It was Zeus. Zeus. Oh, yeah. actually, I d- I do vaguely remember seeing him on like a countdown somewhere. For he, he was it was like he was a character in that uh, Hogan's movie No Holds Barred, um, and so that's where they got that from. Weird. I'm gonna look. I, I've I've put in my hours on Total Divas. I don't know if I have more time to give the WWE than the three hours I already give them a week. I'm just going to pass on the Edge and Christian show altogether. I'm going to take your word for it and just assume that the rest of it's going to suck and that it'll get canceled in two weeks. Not only should you take my word for it, but everybody listening <laughs> should take my word for it as well. Anything's not a fan. I mean, there's some segments, there's some fast cuts, Family Guy style, which are kind of funny. Uh, like, they ribbed on the WWE, which is funny for trying to like squander you know, their fans' money, and it cuts to, like, a an ad for a 1-900 number to call in for the WWE. The WCW hotline with me. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. With me and Gene Oakland? Yeah, me and yeah, Gene. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, there are some good stuff, but yeah, you can but you're not it, it goes way down. Henning, we should, just, just, you know, doing some show planning here, maybe we should have a segment each week where you talk about the shows that aren't Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> We already talked about Total Divas, so you're just talking about the WWE Network, right? We, yeah, we talk about Total Divas. We've got uh, the Edge and Christian. What's the other show that you like? The uh, the one where people drive in a car together? Oh, Ride Along. Ride Along. Ride, ride along which that's is, actually pretty good. Which I'm not even sure if that's actually the name of the show. No, that's it the is. Name of a, that's the name of a Kevin Hart movie. I know. I think it is Ride Along, though. It is the name By of the, the way, show. I know we're yeah, a couple, WWE right along. There's the distinction. I know we're a couple weeks late on this, but Chris Rock's monologue at the Oscars when he points to he was like uh, the, he was like people told me to to boycott this job, 
Like all, all these black people were boycotting the, the Oscars so that I should just not not do the show either. He's like, that's the last thing I need to lose another job to Kevin Hart. He goes, that guy's making <laughs> movies. He goes, that guy makes movies fast, like once a month. That guy's making movies faster than porno stars. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was loving it too, man. That guy, my sister met him uh, during one of his like uh, filmings here in Atlanta. He shoots and, everything uh, she, in Atlanta. She she said he's great. Uh, too, taller, man. Kevin Hart or your sister? Taylor's not that short. I don't know. Nah, I was trying to leave names out of it, though, John. <laughs> who cares? Who cares about that? His name people. is. Probably, you gotta respect people. It's probably. Privacy. It's probably Kevin. You can edit that one out. His name is Andrew Henning. We say it at the beginning of every show. People could just go on his Facebook and probably hit about, and I guarantee you his sister's name's on there. If you want to do the research yourself, have at it. God forbid. God forbid. My sister's name is Ann Trammell Newton. My mom's name is Harriet Newton. My All father's right. name <laughs> is John Newton. Who gives a fuck? God, we can't say Andrew Henning's sister's name on this podcast. Edit it out. You can edit that one out. Let's just cut the last 30 seconds. No. John just had had a minor rant. This show will remain forever raw and unedited, my friends. That's scary. Yeah, that is a little frightening. Yeah. Well, you guys have wanted so much edited out in the past. I can't. You just can't do it. It's put for two reasons. One, I just don't I just don't feel like doing it because it's a ton of work. And two, I feel like we owe it to our listening base to just leave the show as it is. I can respect that. One man's opinion. Anyways, let's talk about some divas wrestling, or as we're calling it now, women's wrestling. Fire up the music. Well, today is actually National Women's Day as well, so this is actually perfect. It is. It is. And and just another reason to call it women's wrestling instead of of divas wrestling. I think we've officially put put divas on the kibosh. Yeah. So, I don't... Awkward. I don't know. I, I said a couple weeks ago that this was the best, maybe the best era of women's wrestling since at least the attitude era when you had when you had girls like Lita in there I, I feel like we've 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 turned a corner and things are getting better however I've been somewhat unintrigued the last couple of weeks I actually think going into WrestleMania the Divas Championship match is probably the most interesting storyline Yeah I mean what do you feel, Udick? You're you're. I'm personal. thinking about that right now. That's why yeah. I'm not talking. I'm I'm thinking about Mike's statement. Okay, so we talk, we've talked a ton about the the wrestling ability of a girl like Sasha Banks, of a girl like Becky Lynch. One thing we really haven't covered is what do you think about Charlotte's ability just as a wrestler? Pure, she's just as as a wrestler. She's very good. Yeah, she's, I, I mean, her. she's she's extremely good. I'd say. She's probably the third best in that match, but that's not saying anything about her ability. I mean, you're talking about two other girls who've been doing it for a considerably longer amount of time than Charlotte has. I mean, the the small amount of time that Charlotte's been wrestling and how relative to how good she is is incredible. 
So when I was thinking, has she not been wrestling very long? No, she's been wrestling. I think a either equal or shorter amount of time than Eva Marie. And, and look Eva at Marie. The, and look at the talent gap. Well, so when we were when I was thinking about the show, and I was like, well, you know, I don't want to just scrap the the uh, the, the women's slash divas wrestling segment for this evening because really I just wanted an excuse to play the Bella's music, but. The match last night between Summer Rae and Brie Bella, uh, as a whole, not great. Summer Rae, not a great wrestler. Brie Bella, we've talked about this before. Getting the pin bent. was really awkward. Summer Rae, though, two wins on Raw, though, back to back. Uh, yeah. That's impressive. But the highlight, the highlight of this match wasn't even Summer Rae or Brie Bella. It was the fact that Lana hit an X Factor. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. Also, why did she come out in her Dolph Ziggler gear? I don't know, but I did ask you several weeks ago, when were we going to get to see Lana actually contact someone physically, and you said never. My friend, that has now changed. Well, she's got heat. I, I wasn't ex- Maybe, I don't know. Maybe so the how- plan is to give her a WrestleMania match with Brie Bella and show the world how terrible she is as a wrestler to embarrass her. But haven't, so we, ha- haven't we heard in the past... <laughs> That Lana was a in the development program was a really good wrestler. We just haven't gotten to see a ton of it. Is that yeah. just? Well, the rumors are she has backstage heat <laughs> for various reasons. Uh, one of which being she didn't want to wrestle because she was more concerned with her movie career, which is basically I think consists of like Pitch Perfect. What's her? Hold on, Hal. Look up what Lana's movie career is. Uh, well, she's, she, well, she's been in Pitch Perfect. Right? Well, this wouldn't this wouldn't what? be the first no. time. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Was she? she was in she's in Pitch Perfect, American Hustle, Pitch oh. Perfect Two. What? Uh, big Time Beach Party, and then oh. Big Mamas, like Father, like Son. I think about half those titles you just named were softcore porn. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. But she's in Pitch Perfect One and Two. Yeah, of course. What and, was and American Hustle? She was in. She's yeah. apparently in the Real Housewives of Atlanta. What? Hmm. Yeah, on, te- on television, her credits are Millionaire, Matchmaker, Housewives of Atlanta, The Game, uh, Banshee, which is one of your favorites, John, yeah, it's and a, Total Divas. It's a great show. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. She's got a discography, diso- too. Oh, well, that's probably just her theme music. Yeah, so, again, rumors are she has backstage heat because of all of her Would you outside like of WWE pursuits. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time a wrestler has been more concerned with their movie career. I believe Dwayne Johnson could be thrown in that book as well. She is no Dwayne Johnson. You take that back. Apparently, they reside in Nashville. Who, her and Rusev? Yeah. yeah that's what, that's what it R- says. Rusev's just running wild on uh, in Nashville? Yeah. yeah I guess No, so. they, they go to Predators games all the time. He tweets out pics. The Statman and I ran wild in Nashville last September. Yeah, no, it's a great, great place, great town. <laughs> great, oh, great. That was that was that, that was that trip. Yeah, yeah. There's a karaoke <laughs> strip club in there. Oh, I I wouldn't know. <laughs> you should go check it out next time. Uh, so what was her role in American Hustle? I'm just just out of curiosity. Well, if you look at the credit, it says. Uh, I don't even. I, I I like that movie, but I do not remember her in that movie. I'll be honest. She was probably um, probably small role. She was. It's uh, she was uncredited. <laughs> oh, so so she wasn't in American Hustle. But 
No, so the title's there. The roll uh, cell was left blank on the Excel sheet they imported into Wikipedia. I I don't know if you guys were aware of this. I was in The Godfather Part 2. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, Andrew Henning's father was in a little movie called Six Pack. Yeah, that's true. He got a he got a, a old, check old for Kenny, it too. Kenny Rogers flick. Oh yeah, I've known. He was one. He was one of the. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, he was one of the the pit dudes. <laughs> can I? Can I get? Is six pack? It was about. Ava- a, it, was about it was about soapbox racing. Is six pack available on Netflix? It Only is, on VHS. It's you can actually get it on. You can rent it online too on through Netflix and on Amazon. It is. You can buy it used for five forty nine. <laughs> wow, Statman coming through this week. I'll have All right, to. So everybody to go it buy it, so yeah. I get a. I don't know. The family gets a cut a little <laughs> you, bit of this. I think, you, so. you guys still get royalty checks from Kenny Rogers? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh God! All right. I don't know where it's all going, but. Um. All right. So we also. I mean. Wow! What a detour that was. <laughs> no, that's see that's. That's called making radio magic, inning. Even yeah. though this is a podcast, um, so we also had another women's match last night. Uh, you know, you had Team Bay against Team Bad. <laughs> Any thoughts before we move on? <laughs> no, not really. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get. Like I said earlier, let's get to the meat and potatoes of last night's Raw. Um, other than the Shane McMahon storyline. You got a little bit of Dean Ambrose with Triple H, yada yada yada. Uh, do we even need to touch on that? Really, they're gonna they're gonna lock horns here this weekend. I believe it's on Saturday. It at is Roadblock. Yeah, it is. What what time does that kick off Eastern Standard, Udick? Uh, most likely eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Are, have they just not? Rev- are they gonna have an actual full card, or is it just three matches? Um. It's- Four matches on the Wikipedia page right now. There's an there NXT four. Tag Team Championship match with uh, Cass and Enzo. You okay. don't punch your mic. <laughs> Jesus. We die. We digress. I had to, I had to break the fourth <laughs> Con- ball there. Continue. Con- Hal, can you spell out the card for us? Yeah, so of course uh, we have uh, Triple H and Dean Ambrose uh, for the championship. Then we have the Revival. The NXT tag match is The Revival, um, which is Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder versus Enzo and uh, Colin Cassidy, of course. So, But then we have Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Bray Wyatt, who's going to have the Wyatt family with him, of course. And then, last but not least, The New Day versus The League of Nations. I was... Maybe I read wrong. I thought Roman Reigns was wrestling at this, too. No, he still has a broken nose. He can't wrestle or appear oh, on Raw. Oh, 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 the uh, the old quote unquote broken nose. Yeah, Byron no, Saxton. saw Byron the blood Sa- coming no, out. Byron of it. Saxton gave him something to wipe the blood off his nose real yeah, quick. Yeah, right. Byron's right. like, oh, oh man, here's some ice. This is an ice pack. All that blood that that looked like no color of blood I've ever seen. <laughs> that color of blood's never come out of me. That looked like ketchup. So somebody pointed this out, and I didn't really, uh, I guess I was just oblivious and didn't make the connection, uh, but speaking of Redman, and kind of tying back to last night's episode, uh, well, maybe I'll just wait. So why don't you lead us into that, actually? Okay, well, oh, you want to talk about, I was going to, I was going to... Something... Yeah, something major happened last night that uh, I feel like you're kind of 
missing out no, on I here. I was going to get to the, the Chris Jericho heel turn. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, that was, I forgot. That, yeah, that, that was pretty that good. That is good. We can, we can save the other major thing. That was, in my opinion, <clears throat> the highlight of Raw last night. Because if you listen to this podcast, we talked at length about how stupid it was for the WWE not to have AJ Styles in a singles match at WrestleMania. I love the idea of AJ Styles and Chris Jericho as a tag team together, but it kind of, it almost takes a lot, it, it takes the wind out of the, the AJ Styles sails when you don't have him in a singles match. That's the reason he came to the WWE, to be in singles matches. And then you have him basically tag team with a guy, an old guy that should be wearing pants <laughs> that just puts people over week in and week out. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Oh, wait, we said it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And not that, I mean, the WWE obviously had this plan all along, or <clears throat> so we would expect. Well, they break up the tag team. Chris Jericho turns heel on AJ Styles, hits him with uh, how many code breakers? Two. Three? Two. Th three. 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 Three, my friend. Huh? Anybody, so, anybody watch so it all last night? How? Well, how did, I'll, I'll, I'll I get see, to this in a second. So look, I so I kind of disagree with you because I think this was the best way. If you just brought AJ into Raw, uh, or you know, on the main roster, I should say, uh, you know, okay, yeah, you could set him up in a singles match right away with somebody and maybe start a feud, but that I think that would take off a little slower. But putting him with Jericho, uh, and then kind of building up this like camaraderie with them. And then now Jericho's like starting to get jealous. It seems of all the popularity AJ's getting. Like that instantly sparks like this rivalry. You know that's pretty instant that they could put into place before WrestleMania. I no, think they did it perfect. No, I agree. No, no, Henning, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's a great angle what they did. I wasn't satisfied if they didn't have this angle where Chris Jericho turned heel and the two of them fought for the tag titles at WrestleMania. I just feel that like, would have been bad. I would have feel like that would have been a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone I mean, else on the topic? Mike? Well, I, Mike? I, mean, I think, Mike. I, I think it would be like it. I don't know how many more Jericho AJ Styles matches we need to see before AJ Styles moves on to wrestling someone else. Maybe Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens doesn't have a set opponent for WrestleMania oh, well, well, as of we'll yet. Get, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I believe rumors are is he is going to be in a multi-man ladder match at WrestleMania, so I would at least, at least like to see, yeah, I think it'd be nice to see AJ Styles in one of those types of matches. That would have been great. I mean, the guy's athletic, He's a, he puts on a show, um, I changed my mind about his intro music. I now like it. I'm still, if I could, what do they call a chore choreographer? If I could choreograph what he does when he walks out from behind the Titan Tron, there are a couple of things I would change. He's always the done whole, that, though. I know, but look, we, we, he can't do the guns anymore. We've talked about that. Let's just mix it up a little bit. Well, actually... Let's Johnny. go less AJ Styles, more Dave Batista with machine guns. <laughs> Actually, Johnny, I think they are going to be able to do the guns because apparently, oh uh, TNA, Finn, Finn, apparently Finn Balor's boys, uh, Machine Gun Anderson and Doc Gallows are not going to be debuting in NXT. They will be main roster debuts. 
with straight uh, the, to the main roster. Yes. So that that has got the uh, the internet community ablaze with rumors that Finn Balor is going to be getting a main roster call up sometime around or after WrestleMania. Well, how does how does Finn Balor feel about having to stay in basically the minor leagues for about three years, while these other jamokes just get called straight up? Well, they help him with the call up because then they form the. I think Finn Balor is calling it Bulletproof oh. instead of Bullet Club. Hmm. What's What's TNA's financial status? I I've heard mixed reviews uh, about. I've heard Impact is for sale. Yeah. So who knows? Hold on. Impact. Yeah, I mean. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I from what I read last week, they were in some dire straits in terms of like. Operating another year at the very least. I don't know if they they probably will get sold off to somebody. I, mean, I the apologize. Only, the for... only real big name they have is EC3 anymore. Well, maybe I mean, not. I guess actually. Matt Hardy. The wrestlers are contract. Matt Hardy right? as well. Oh, Matt Hardy. Uh, how, how is that guy still wrestling? For those, well, he's of you killing who... it on Twitter though. He's like kayfabe and hard on Twitter. For those of you who haven't seen, it was Matt Hardy, not Jeff Hardy, that had the match. In TNA, where uh, he wrestled Sting and couldn't even Jeff stand Hardy. up. Oh, Jeff yeah, Hardy. Jeff, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. If for those of you who haven't seen that video, don't do it while the podcast is going on, because God forbid. I mean, you need to finish the last twenty-three minutes of this thing. There's no need to to leave us now. However, after you finish listening to this week's episode of Hot Takes, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Hot Takes Cast. We're on Facebook, Hot Takes the Wrestling Podcast. Uh, SoundCloud. They've been more iTunes. active too. I know our fans are, are they're it's picking good. they're picking up some steam, and we we greatly appreciate it. We we appreciate questions every week. We'll get to one of those later from the internet community. Yeah. Um, but it, where was it? oh? If you haven't seen the Jeff Hardy Sting video where Eric Bischoff has to come down to the ring and basically explain to Sting and Jeff Hardy what they're about to do, which is basically run the ropes and then uh, then end the match. It's fantastic how fucked up Jeff Hardy is in a inside a wrestling ring. Well, Sting apparently had to like shoot, roll him up too. Yeah, I know. Je- yeah, like I had to like physically hold Je- Jeff Hardy was trying to kick out. That was a legit three count by Sting. <laughs> like Jeff Hardy Jeff- was <laughs> Jeff Hardy was legit trying to kick out of that. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Hardy could probably use some treatment. Who said treatment? All right. Moving so, on. I haven't seen this. No, what happened? I, I don't know the background of this. Oh, it's, it's it was bad. the main no, event was... match of a pay-per-view, and Jeff Hardy showed up, like, completely fucked up. <laughs> um, and Sting's just, like, standing in the ring. They're, like, going to start the fight. Um, what was supposed to happen? I have no idea what was supposed to happen. But Eric Bischoff ends up coming out because Jeff Hardy can't, like, can't stand. <laughs> and you see him like say something to Sting. The match starts. Sting just rolls up Jeff Hardy right away, and let's like referee counts <laughs> one, two, three, like a quick count. No, it was a regular count. And Sting, <laughs> and, like Sting, he tried like, to kick out. Yeah, like Jeff Hardy's trying to kick out, and Sting's like fighting <laughs> him, keeping him down. <laughs> and like the second he says three, Sting just like lets go. Hardy kicks out. He stands up, like looking around, like what the fuck. And Sting this just was... like Sting grabs the title belt, starts like shaking his head, and just like walks away, looking like more disappointed than I've ever seen anyone in my life after a wrestling match. Keep in keep in mind how Udic prefaced this story. This was the main event of a TNA pay per view. So it was, it was actually to be like, victory 
Victory Road 2011. It was supposed oh, to be like a 20 minute match, and it lasted like maybe like 45 seconds, and they had oh, all that extra time. It was under a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was so Statman pulled it up. He Hardy was trying hard to kick out, Legit. and then he just stares Taker down <laughs> no, while sting, he's laying sting. on the ro- that's, or sorry, that's, Sting. That's, that's sting. an insult. Yeah, sorry. He's staring Sting down while he's laying on the ropes. Like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, he's like now he's, he's like now he's bitching at the ref. Out. Yeah, he's pissed. All right, oh, he's still staring. <laughs> and now let's see. Did anything else happen on Raw? No, I I don't I don't recall. Or was it that Sami Zayn came back and attacked Kevin Owens? Yes, everyone's favorite wrestling feud forever and ever. <laughs> Anytime these two show up, they will always be feuding with each other. Kevin Owens sold it beautifully. The second the music hit, Owens went like went away from the power bomb on Neville and just like stared at the Titan Tron with like mouth open, eyes just like bulging out of his head. These guys are great. I I mean honestly these two could just feud with each other forever and it would be amazing. Well, it's about time Sami Zayn came back. I mean, how long have we waited for this? Since he threw his arm out in the U.S. Open Challenge, that was, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, more? he's been in NXT for a little bit, getting back in shape. Um, he's got a couple things to clean up still in NXT. I think he's still kind of touring with them. He, I think he's going to do what uh, Owens did, where he kind of split time with NXT and main roster. I don't um, think that's necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, and he's got, uh, I think his last match in NXT is probably going to be that match at the Dallas TakeOver event against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And that's going to be one that? That's going to be one hell of a match. They're, they're doing that like they did last year with WrestleMania. They'll have it like two days before. Yeah. I heard from another uh, man in the wrestling industry, uh, Sam Roberts, that that event last year was maybe the best wrestling event he'd ever been to. The NXT yeah. TakeOver well, no, that was uh, just an NXT live show in San Jose last year. They didn't broadcast that one. Everyone, by who, the way, everyone this who went Sam to that Roberts, one said that was awesome. This Sam Roberts character, don't bother with his podcast. It's 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 god awful. He he knows nothing about wrestling. Anyway, moving forward, at Hot Takes Cast on Twitter. Um, so Sami Zayn's back. Obviously, we talked about who Kevin Owens' opponent was going to be at WrestleMania. We speculated could it be AJ Styles? They had some Twitter beef. Maybe that was kind of the idea originally until brilliantly the creative team figured out that you could throw Sami Zayn into this. You mentioned earlier about a potential ladder match, but not only with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but maybe throw maybe throw Neville in the mix as well. Yeah, uh, the rumors that we've got so far are those three. <laughs> um, I believe Stardust, Tyler Breeze, and oh. either The Jesus. Miz or Dolph Ziggler. Jesus Christ. Yeah. My boy's gonna hey. get buried. My boy's yeah. gonna get buried at WrestleMania yet again. By the way, I got we got a bunch of tweets last night. Uh, apparently, people are picking up on the fact that I am a Dolph Ziggler fanatic. Uh, I had a I had several people say to me last night, maybe maybe this is a Dolph Ziggler push. Nope. Oh wait. Nope. Oh wait. He gets crushed by the League of Nations last night. Yeah, beats the guy who's about to leave the company and then gets crushed by the other two that they're trying to push. I mean, it's almost becoming comical. How few breaks this guy can get. Well, and Stephanie even joked about it with him in the backstage segment where she's like, yeah, you did get us out of power, but that doesn't matter now, does it? I mean, go out there, and have, Walt- go out there and have your match against three guys at once. Maybe she, when Shane yeah. takes over, 
Maybe maybe Dolph actually gets it. Maybe that's one of the things that Shane does is GM a Rob. Maybe maybe in the main event of WrestleMania, Dolph's going to be there to show the world. So that kind of leads me into the point that I wanted to talk about uh, with Shane was he made a comment last night about you know the people with no talent are getting the push and the people uh, that have talent aren't basically essentially somebody pointed out. Yeah, I was kind of oblivious to that, but that, yeah, that's a, I, you know, saw that this morning. That was a, a blatant shot. Yeah. I thought it, that, that, that was kind of brutal, man. It, if that, I'm, I don't, I couldn't tell whether that was written in or he just ad-libbed that. If he ad-libbed that, bravo, bravo oh, to yeah. Shane O'Mac. I want right. to hear a story, like, about all this. What about the Shane McMahon return? Just yeah, from behind the scenes though. I mean, hell, it would have maybe the WWE is already on this, but if and I'm sure that they had the wherewithal to come up with this idea before we did. But why not film every minute of this backstage footage and throw it up on the network as like a an hour and a half, two hour documentary? Uh, WWE twenty four. Is that what they that what they call that? Yeah. Oh, I'll be sure. They did it with that. Roman Reigns only like last year at WrestleMania oh, right. and Daniel yeah, Bryan yeah. at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, there's only like two. So it actually uh, is Jericho entirely, might have one. Actually, it actually is entirely possible that they do one this year with Shane McMahon because his would be. I think they're main eventing yeah. WrestleMania, so it makes sense. Well, to be honest with you, just as a just as your your regular old wrestling viewer, other than the fact that we do this podcast. I wasn't very interested in Roman Reigns, despite the fact that I watched his his WWE 24. Is that what it's called again? Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch the Daniel. Well, no, I watched part of the Daniel Bryan one. I would must see TV. It. How was it? Sappy, was incredible. Of course. Sa- sorry. Uh, no, oh, Daniel no, Bryan D- one's good. Nah, yeah, just yeah. You know, D- DB isn't about all the you know the glitz and glamour, so he was kind of awkward the whole time. Who on this podcast wouldn't be tuned in for the Shane O'Mac twenty four though? By the way, which is a blatant ripoff of HBO's twenty four seven. Guys, creative team, <laughs> give me a break. No, it's called, it's like, called WWE twenty four because it's the first twenty four oh. hours before the match. Oh. Oh, and 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 HBO calls their boxing series HBO twenty four seven because it's twenty four seven, my man. Yeah, but it's not. Ju- and, it's and not exclusively the twenty four hours before the match. <laughs> yeah, then they stole Ride Along, a Kevin Hart movie title. Table yeah, Table you, for three. Yeah. That's also isn't that also stolen yeah, from something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least when you hear WWE twenty four, you you have an idea what it's about. Next, they're going to have a show called Party of Five. <laughs> Legends House? No. Legends House yeah, is it's a called stolen Legends reality House. show idea. Yeah. We're going to call our new Legends House Big Brother, because it's never <laughs> been done before. Oh. WWE no, Survivor. You call, it, you call it Big Brother Hosted because by Hulk yeah, Hogan. Hogan's the host. I've yeah. got this idea, Big brother. brother. <laughs> I've got this idea, brother. We're going to have a show where we desert a bunch of wrestlers on a on an island and we're gonna call it get this lost <laughs> when's hogan coming back i i i finally missed the guy he's got racism well, and he's all. got some legal issues he's gotta clean up <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I perfect segue that. perfect segue into this week's hit list hit his music what right, you guys? got 
So I got a, a couple stories here. The um, first and, and foremost here, well, not first and foremost, but <laughs> I, I, I did think this was hilarious that uh, Rob Van Dam, to nobody's surprise, a noted story. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he, he, he spoke to smoker. the Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, no, that devil's lettuce. He he, uh, he talked. <laughs> he spoke to the Washington Post <laughs> on the record. Um, in an article about famous athletes who use pot to train and how they're using it as an advantage for a workout tool. And the guy from the Washington Post, I think it was, uh, yeah, they basically said that when they were talking to him, he didn't see it as a performance enhancer. He described it as, quote, a life enhancer. <laughs> and, how he, and so he's, he said he's apply, he applies uh, everything throughout his day to smoking pot. It's a, it makes him think good thoughts, and he, and he you know, and so, wait, yeah, I mean, wait one, wait one, goddamn minute. This is in the Washington Post. You mean to tell me that Rob Van Dam smokes weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What blows my mind about all this, like, it's yeah. I mean, we know, I know we rip on him all the time for being just a burnout, but like, when he's in, when he's, you know, when he's active wrestling for Vince, they definitely drug test him, right? So I mean, he has to quit, right? I mean, he probably just well, like, probably works like the NFL, where you know when you're gonna get tested. Also, didn't he say? I, I was kind of tuning in and out because I was laughing. Didn't he say that he thinks the fact that he smokes weed that 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 stopped him from having concussions? Yeah, it stopped him from getting CTE. CTE. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, he's he is gonna donate his brain to CTE research. <laughs> oh, that, to prove he's... to prove his uh, his theory. Yeah. I, I don't think know. that he's that confident no, well, his, in his marijuana use. No, guys, his, I'm his, good. His comment was that he's had hundreds of concussions, and he would know if he had CTE. I don't. Then somebody on Reddit said, hey, I know you have CTE because you think you've had hundreds of concussions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you're, you guys are aware of this, but when you smoke weed, it's basically like wearing a football helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what he's that, saying. That's pretty much what he's what he's advocating. Here. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. But so, also, guys, we we're just talking about uh, everybody's boy Hulk Hogan here. Um, second day in a row today that he was testifying and he was on the stand in court. Um, I'm sure everybody is aware of this, but he is in court right now versus Gawker. Because uh, if you guys remember a few years back, yeah, Gawker actually posted a clip of a sex tape that he claims he did not know was being recorded. Well, with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. A- absolutely. Being Which filmed by Bubba, Lo- Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> with a Just secret getting, camera. <laughs> yeah, getting creeped on. Uh, so he was in court, and they were talking to him today about, you know, how they were asking him if he was, if you know, he was on Bubba the Love Sponge's radio show talking about the size of his penis, which, which they said he said was 10 inches. Uh, well, Terry Bollea actually was, Wait, yeah, hold well, on a second. Yeah, well, here, that's, that, that was what yeah, was no. said on the radio. So, so they're asking him. They're grilling him. They got him on the... He looks like he's... He looks, he looks really <laughs> Thank nervous. God he has the bandana on because he was probably he, sweating yeah. like a motherfucker. Did you oh, hear, yeah. real quick, uh, he was... A, the judge allowed him to wear his bandana, but it no, had to be... No, no, no It way. had to be muted colors, though. Yeah, it has I'm, to be I'm straight black. You can't make he, this stuff up. There's literally a picture of him in a black bandana and a suit with a. And I've never seen a person looking more uncomfortable. <laughs> ever. 
a juror a juror got thrown out of jury selection because they said they got they were upset when Hulk Hogan turned heel and joined the NWO. <laughs> this this whole trial is, is just a shame. No, that's that's actually a true story. And Hogan so says Hogan says he wears the bandana because his his ex-wife used to give him shit for being bald and he said the bandana yeah. gives him confidence. Like this whole trial is just like it makes like Hulk Hogan seem like a, a sad shell of a man. I know it's it's so sad, and well, so they're 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 grilling him about his penis size that he claimed on Bubble Blood Sponge's radio, and he's like, "No, that's not Terry Bollea's penis size. I assure you, I do not have a ten inch penis." <laughs> and so he goes, "That's Hulk Hogan's penis size." And Gawker's pro- Gawker's lawyers go, wait, "Seriously? Wait, yeah." He wait, goes, "So seriously?" So Terry Bollea is differentiating between two personas oh, yeah. here. He has, one that, that's Terry Bollea and one is the Hulkster. He has, he has a yes, yes. penis size for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and yeah. and he, he's, tried, he's trying to explain this to the Gawker's legal team, and they just cannot grasp it. The guy says, seriously? That's his immediate yeah. response to Hulk Hogan. He's like, oh, no, that's, that, I, that's me describing Hulk Hogan's penis, brother. And it's like, this, Seriously? Uh, this is officially it's, it's the most shame. ridiculous storyline we've ever talked about on this show. Yes, yes. So I, if, I'm just giving you advice. Google Hulk Hogan and, and, and just look at the videos that come up in the news today. It's incredible. Well, if there's one thing I've learned about the, this court case, and, and as we're uncovering evidence on the, uh, the, the taping of Hulk Hogan with this woman who is someone else's wife, it's that... While Hulk was sleeping, Bubba the Love Sponge was creeping. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega creep. Probably in the closet the way, Yudic, somewhere. Probably wearing a Superman y- shirt. Udick, you'll appreciate this. A buddy of mine on uh, on Instagram the other day. Actually, it wasn't the other day. It was like weeks ago. But he posted a picture of a tow truck in Tennessee that had painted across the a tow truck. By the way, painted across the back window was while you were sleeping. I was creeping. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, that's awesome. Ugh. That reminds me. We of that. actually that reminds me of that diddler. That reminds me of that diddler that was in uh, PPH. <laughs> description. Well, description t- was exactly yeah. like John Newton. <laughs> that reminds ever, me of Cobb County. Did we ever talk about that on the show? That at my apartment comp, my former apartment complex in Atlanta, we got a notice that was sent, typed out. To every resident of the apartment complex that was just informing us that two days earlier, a woman, as she was going out to her car to go to work, a a man ran up with his pants around his ankles, exposing himself to the woman. Now, the description of this man was... The description of this man... This is is why we're laughing, what John's about to say. Six foot one, medium build in black... Black athletic pants and a black shirt, <laughs> which is basically my daily attire, my height, and my build. We were a little unsure for a little yeah, bit. I'm like, yeah. I'm over at your apartment you reading the, the notice. I'm like, John, you sure this wasn't you? <laughs> well, who, oh. no, who knows what was going on the morning of, uh, of September the 2nd, 2015. Anyways... Is that, all, is that what you got? How that was a great segment, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Statman's return. I give him a, a yeah, that was bravo. Really good. Bravo. That's the hardest. <laughs> that's the hardest I've laughed in a while. I mean, I don't know which was funnier. I mean, 
RVD, Jesus Christ, and then the Hulkster separating the two. Terry Bollea no. and Kate Fade Penis Side. The best, was, the best was the lawyer kind of jokingly asking if anybody faulted Hulk for turning on and body slamming Andre the Giant or going heel in NWO. And the guy actually got, it said, the next tweet was, juror number 27, excused from the case. In what, in what court case in the history of That's American awesome. courts? That's so could awesome. You, could you get a jury selection question like that? <laughs> not another, a, not another one. All right, Henning, what you got this week, brother? Brother. Did you get my music? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. N- now you're good. All right, cool. So one more comment, actually, that uh, I kind of read and was thinking about, but uh, Hulk might be in luck here. Maybe not for the full amount, but the Aaron Andrews case just came to a conclusion yeah. that she got a ton of money. So maybe Hulk is kind of in luck with a recent precedent. Well, you know, Aaron Andrews got a good settlement. Did, I know this is going back like a week or two. Did you see how bad Kesha got screwed in court? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, we won't. Okay, moving That's on. That's unfortunate. Yeah, um, another update today. If It's kind of maybe later in the day if you guys were at work and didn't <laughs> see it. Cena will officially not be attending WrestleMania this year. Oh, nope. so they so they say. Yeah, he, yeah, it, I, his Instagram mm. account would say otherwise. He j- he posted a picture of the Instagram logo. Or not Instagram. <laughs> uh, the WrestleMania logo, excuse me, on his Instagram. He also, he also posted a picture of a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, and somebody, that was, uh, somebody said, somebody said Nikki Bella. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope and then not. we got a we got a question. Oh yeah, from yeah, from uh, BJ Redbeard again. Oh, on Twitter. No, this time on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. I apologize. What's uh, the question there? So the question, I we started it a little bit right before the cast, and then it kind of took off into discussion. So we're like, all right, everybody, shut up, so we can save this. Uh, so the question is, uh, or what Brett wrote, what would your wrestling get up be? And then 100% chance he'd rock the Speedo and uh, Speedo look with a pair of Skechers. Oh, now, that was directed at you personally. That was directed at me yes, personally. Yes, yes, let's yeah. clear that up. So, Henning, what would you wear? So, I thought about this. I think I would have to go uh, with some type of uh, pant, uh, maybe waiter length. Tight? Uh, <laughs> like a tight pant? Yeah, or, tight. Or like Dean yeah, Ambrose jeans? Pants. No, nah, no. Nah. Wait, did you just say you would wear a pair of waders? <laughs> yeah, like waiter length. You know, kind of to like the calf a, area. So capri, like, capri pants. Capri pants. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but they would definitely be black and red. I hate Georgia, but I got to support uh, the Falcons, so I'd probably go with black and red. Uh, and then I would go no shoes. <laughs> Muay Thai style. Yeah. Like your boy, no like your boy maybe, Russo. Maybe wrap the foot, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All I right. can answer that question and confidently say that I would literally copy Disco Inferno's entire album <laughs> <laughs> from the WCW. Okay. Conf- guy, he, confidently say that. Wow. That, that's pretty flamboyant. This guy, a- that is the br- I've never seen an orange that vibrant in my life. Dude, <laughs> it's very, Disco very Inferno... Disco Inferno was a staple in the WCW for like three months. 
Wow. He had some great music, too. He had a title, too? What is that? Hey, he's a oh, cruiserweight he's champ. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was incredible. Udic, what you got for wrestling attire? Uh, I would probably rock a, uh, like a Mr. Perfect type singlet. I like the that. old school. Did you really? Yeah. The singlet. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's a would good one. Would you keep one. the beard? Yeah, I would, I would definitely keep the beard. So basically, you would look like a skinnier version of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. I'd look yeah, like, I would look like, I basically would look like uh, Dwayne Gill. That's, that's good, too. Like a lot I, like Dwayne Gill. Yeah, John, what about you? Well, you guys were saying before the podcast that I would definitely wear the, the Speedo uh, trunks. Yes, now, these to let the thighs show breathe. off those thighs, John. These, these thighs don't need to breathe. I always thought, and, and you know, Triple H wears the Speedo now. I would go back to, to the days of DX Triple H when he used to wear the pants with some nice boots, you know, a, a nice black black and maybe purple or green pants, similar to what he had. Just uh, the only thing that I would change is I'd have the, they'd be crotchless. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. really? You would, no. I actually want to change, just, I actually want to change my answer as well. It would be a nightmare to edit Raw Live where they would have to just blur out my crotch. Oh, they would just have like a, a like a black box just like permanently <laughs> affixed to your midsection. What, what a shtick. Yeah. It's I'd never. Actually, I would want a luchador mask. Now mine, mine <laughs> on, would be on top of your on top of your capris. So yeah. So mine, mine would still be. So you'd look, you'd look like a homosexual, <laughs> a, homose, a homosexual Latino. Mine would still be the singlet, but I'm also wearing the D'Lo Brown chest protector. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like. I no, like they that. say that's not allowed anymore. Uh, Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. God, I've enjoyed wrestling. A lot more now that he's hurt. Hurt? That's a hell of a broken nose. Hurt? hurt yeah. Question mark. I broke my. How was there at at the University yeah. of the South when I broke my nose? And I was back in fighting shape in about two days. And how'd my you nose, break your nose? Uh, I got, I got punched in the face by a visitor to the university. My oh, nose. No. We went. Uh, I left. I was left it the, the police? No. Yeah, the university. <laughs> I left. I left the dorm room. We were in where I put where this guy and I got in a fight, and Hal Hal was with me and my girlfriend was there, and we went down to her room on the floor below, and she was getting her uh, her roommate's boyfriend out of bed to come look at my nose to see if it was broken, and I was standing in the bathroom and he just quickly flipped on the light, literally for less than a second, and goes, "Yep, it's broken," and just turned it back off. He <laughs> he didn't want to look at it anymore because it was a Z. Ugh. Oh, was, was it like was it like John Cena's broken nose from Seth Rollins? It, it was worse. Ugh. And and the, and and then when I got to the hospital, I had a bag of ice on my face and a and a seventy eight year old woman flatlined <laughs> three feet away from me. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it happen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. I lost. I, what did the guy say in the waiting room? Uh, there was a very distraught son of said old lady who died, and he he came in. You're uh, Sarah and I, your girlfriend at the time, were. In the waiting room, the only two people, and he burst in to use the phone and makes a distraught call. He says, "I lost my my brother, and then my mother," and uh, it was really bad. Like we were so uncomfortable, and he was just distraught. I got a like, I got a bone to pick. You said my ex girlfriend's name. We're gonna have to edit this entire segment out. Yeah, Good, sorry. we should. Yeah, we right, should. There you go. Yeah, let's just edit the whole thing. All right, uh, what do we got for the heat index? Hit his music. I'll get it right this week. By the way. I'm not going to start backwards with number one. Henning, I got this. All right, we'll see. 
Number five. I would like to start off by saying this is going to be kind of a special edition of the Heat Index. Uh, Aside from number five, it is going to be the Feud Special. Number five, though, does not fall under that category. It is the New Day. Uh, I did not think they were going to retain the tag titles last night, but they did. Um, And this was actually probably one of the best matches I've seen the New Day have, period, just as a tag title match. Um, Everyone really looked strong. The last four minutes of that match was great with a bunch of false finishes. Um, And yeah, I mean, they're still, still keeping on. Number four. Number four is the Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon feud. Uh... The picture bit is what sold it, and Vince is just, uh, to to quote uh, Twitter, savage as fuck. <laughs> Number three. Number three, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship feud between Triple H and Dean Ambrose. Okay. Uh, it's got two really good talkers. Uh, it should lead to a pretty good match on Saturday. I am not as confident as you two that this is going to result in Dean Ambrose going over. Uh, I'm kind of a see-it-when-I'll-believe-it type of thing. I'm still kind of under the impression that this is just a glorified house show and this is Triple H's warm-up match for WrestleMania. Oh, that's one way of thinking about it. Number two. Number two. AJ Styles and Chris Jericho feud. Um, Again, this is a team I thought was going to walk out of Raw, the tag team champions. Um... Jericho's much better as a heel. Uh, it was also weird, though, I think, that they actually went through the trouble of printing up Y2AJ shirts for a week. Yeah, I was thinking, that was the exact same thing I was thinking as soon as he turned heel. What about all the merch? They were literally a tag team for two weeks. Yeah, and they had yeah. shirts for a week. So uh, yeah. it seems kind of like a waste of money, but I guess if you're selling them, whatever. Uh, which is more rare, a Y2AJ shirt or a Rashid Wallace Hawks jersey? Uh, I think Rashid Wall. I don't think you have to get the Rashid ones custom made. That was one game. I, I, I own one by the way. And drum roll, number one, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, best yeah. feud in wrestling. Uh, these guys always put on a hell of a match. Um, hopefully, they don't do it too fast with the one-on-one match between the two. Um, I think this should culminate in. You know, some kind of shenanigans of someone going over someone else in a multi-man match, possibly a ladder match. Um, And then finally, you know, a a series of matches with multiple people involved finally culminating in in the big match between these two. And then that that feud can kind of evolve from there. I mean, these guys were meant to wrestle each other. They've been doing it for so long. They know each other. It's... It's like, it's like seeing, you know, guys in the clique work with each other, basically. I, for one, enjoyed the special edition of the Heat Index, just just for the record. I, I, was, I was a fan. Okay. Um, I was trying to think. Well, really, we, I, I think we're, we're up against it here. So uh, if anybody doesn't have anything else, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Nope. Okay. It's all I got. Yeah. That's it for this but, week. By the way, great to have the stat man back. Glad he's he's healthy as a horse. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that's not the case. Who knows? I think we <laughs> I, I do think we ran out of time though, John, to kind of elaborate on uh, what you've been doing. Oh, oh what I've been doing. Now we'll get to that next week. Ah. On next next week's episode. Yes. 
Uh, well, not, on next week's episode, we'll take the whole hour. We'll talk about the Statman's health and where I've been for the last three months. And it'll just be yeah. an hour-long bleep. Yeah. <laughs> the only show that will ever be edited will be next week's show. All right. <laughs> By the way, join us next week for a special edition of Hot Takes where we will recap the mm, somewhat pay-per-view roadblock. Network so special. So for network special for Hal Hunter, the stat man. Glad, glad to have you back, brother. For yeah. Andrew Henning yeah. and for Mike Udick, I'm John Newton, and that was another edition of Hot Takes. We will see you again same time, same place next week. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>